Hello everyone. On our last video, we talked about when you should be starting your email list, but I'll give you a hint. It's right now. That being said, today we're going to talk about some of the do's and the don'ts of starting an email list. So we're going to talk about some things you should do, some things you don't, and just the best practices when it comes to email. So let's hop right in. Now, first of all, if we haven't met, hey, I'm Becca. I'm a music teacher over at beccasmusicroom.com. I have a TBT shop, and now I like to share my very, very limited TBT wisdom with all of you. You guys have been kind of along for my journey, and now I'm trying to help you to make your journey super awesome. So we're gonna talk all about email list do's and don'ts. These are just, again, Things you should do, things you should not do. So first of all, number one is do have an email list. We talked all about different reasons for that in the last video, which was all about when you should start your email list. But basically when it comes down to it, email is the best way to get direct contact with people without dealing with algorithms and all the different things. You actually get into their inbox and get to talk to people. The other thing is that email is very consistent. We have seen many social medias rise and fall and rise and fall throughout the last few years, but email has not gone away. And it can't go away because you have to have an email in order to start all your social media platforms. So we should continue to have email in the years to come. Now, after you've started, don't send emails too infrequently. You want to send emails enough that people like remember that you're there and they don't forget who you are. So at the very, 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 very minimum, once a month. I feel like once a month is not enough, but if that is all you feel like you can muster, start with once a month. If you can do emails weekly, I would do them weekly. If you can do them even more than weekly, I would do them even more than weekly. I send two to three emails usually a week, depending on the time of the year. Like in the summer, we kind of drop down once a week and we do more in the school year when a lot of stuff is going on. But when it comes down to it, you don't want to post so infrequently that people forget who you are. You want them to know who you are, to get excited when they see an email from you, to want to open it. If they get an email, this has happened to me recently, actually. I had signed up for someone's email list and then they didn't send me anything for a really long time. And then I got an email and I was like, I don't know who this is. And you know what I said? Unsubscribe, because I was like, I don't know you, but who are I don't even remember signing up for this. You don't want that. So make sure that you're setting it enough that people remember who you are at least once a month, but preferably once a week if you can do that. So if you can't do once a week, do like every other week, can do every other week, do once a month. Which takes me to number three, which is don't bite off more than you can chew. I just told you I send a lot of emails. I do because I want people to expect them from me. I want people to open them. I want people to know that I'm here for them. I want to give people all the resources. However, I didn't start with sending an email with sending three emails a week. That would have been crazy. No, no, no. Don't bite off more than you can chew. If you're like, holy cow, email just seems so stressful, then just do it once a month and it'll be fine. When you feel like you can handle more, then do more. But don't say, oh, I'm gonna send you know any three emails a week or even one email a week if you know that you can't actually do that. So make sure that you don't bite off more than you can chew. Do make sure that you pick recurring days to send your emails. So if you 
always send out one email a week, I would send it on the same day of the week. So if you always send it on Tuesdays, then always send it on Tuesdays. Even if you write it ahead of time and schedule it to go out, which I would definitely suggest, then you can just have it go out on the same day so people kind of get used to expecting you on a certain day in their emails. Four, maybe? Five, okay, whatever the next number is, do schedule it for yourself. So we talked about having a recurring day to send emails also have a recurring day for you to write emails they don't have to be the same day they can be different days i pick tuesdays on tuesdays i write all my emails for the week and i picked that because honestly on tuesday i always send an, out an email to my becca's teacherpreneur academy people which by the way is you and i send them on tuesdays because i have a video that comes out on tuesdays and so then i just go ahead and write the rest of them for the week so that i get them all done at one time and that's how we do it i used to do it on thursdays just because it worked out better on my schedule but just pick a day that you're going to write your emails make sure you put it on your schedule make sure you don't forget because it's very very important Fun fact, I have actually sent an email to my Becca's Teacherpreneur Academy, you people, um, email list from the pool because I went to the pool and I realized I had not sent the email that I was gonna write that morning. So I whipped out my phone and pulled out my MailChimp app and I typed up a quick email. I think I even included the picture of me sitting at the pool and I was like, hey guys, I'm at the pool. Sorry, I totally forgot, but here we are. And the reason I did that in particular was because I was sending it to TBT authors and I wanted to show you guys like, it's important. It's very important. If you have to send it at the pool, send it at the pool because it's important. All right, the next do is do provide a call to action. A call to action is something that you tell people so that they will do something. So a call to action includes subscribe to my channel. Another call to action would be hit that like button, which you should do both of those. After that, other things could be like, go like my Instagram page, or here's a blog post to go read, or here's a really awesome resource, you should go buy it. Those are all call to actions, but make sure that your call to action is clear and make sure that you have the link that is there and ready so people can go to whatever you're wanting them to go to. Make sure you have that purpose for an email. Before you send an email, think like, what is my purpose for this email? So that it's clear. On that note, the next one is don't have too many call to actions. I have seen this before in my coaching calls when people actually have sent me emails well, I'm on the call with them to read and look through. And it's like at the beginning, it's talking about one thing and then it talks about something completely different and then it talks about something completely different and you want me to buy this product. And I'm like, but I don't even know what we're talking about. No, when it comes to links in your email, you want one, at most maybe two. Now the exception to that would be if you have like your social media linked at the bottom, that would be a good thing to do. Or like I always put at the bottom my TBT store so that people can go and look or like my website, those things are different. But the actual things you want people to click on, if you really want someone to click on something, you should only be talking about and only be linking to that one thing. It's okay to have maybe two, but I wouldn't go with more than two 
lengths and usually they need to coincide. Now I'm, I'm saying a lot of usually cause there's a lot of variants and I've even done where I've sent you like, here's the new video and here's a link to the Facebook page or here's a new freebie and here's today's video or different things like that where sometimes it just, it happens. Two's fine. I would not <laughs> link to three things or four things or five things. So the more you want someone to click on something, the less links there should be for them to click on. Do have that link on a separate line. Most people check their email from their phone. So what you want to do is have a very separate space. So type, enter, enter, here's my link, enter, enter, continue typing so that there's a space above and below that link so that if people are pressing on the link in their phone, they don't miss and get frustrated because they can't click on it and then not click on whatever you wanted them to click on. The next up is don't sell all the time. It is totally fine to sell in your emails. It is encouraged that you sell in your emails. I sell in my emails, but don't sell all the time. You don't want every single email you send to be here by this, here by this, here by this. Think for a second about whoever's in your email the most with tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of emails about stuff to buy. Do you read them? Cause I can tell you, I only open a Michael's email when I am in Michael's and I am looking for a coupon. That is the only time because they send me emails like twice a day. I'm like, chill out. I'm not going to go especially for Michael's. I'm like, I'm not going to go down to the store today because you just sent me an e like, no, 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 no. Too stressful. Too stressful. I don't like stuff like that, which I'm a really terrible shopper anyway. Cause I like to think things through for a really long time. So my point being <laughs> don't sell in every email or people will stop looking at your emails. Do sell in some emails, but don't sell in every email because that's just, like nobody, no one wants to be sold to do add value with every email. So this is kind of, this is where you get people to actually open your emails, add value. So when you send an email, send things that are helpful, send ideas, send content, send things that you can do, send things that are helpful so that people will want to open your email. They will open your email. They'll appreciate your email and then they'll want to buy things. So if you can mix up, you know, here's an email where I'm just providing content. Here's an email where I'm asking you to buy something. If you can mix those up a little bit, you're going to make a lot more sales than if it's just here by this, here by this, here by this, here by this. And no one got time for that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. You don't want that. I don't want that. Nobody wants that. So just make sure that you are varying, adding value and products, adding value products. You can do whatever ratio you want. You can even play around with it for a while to see. I send a product email at most every other week but usually like once a month or less. I send a lot when there are sales, but I don't send a lot in general because, you know, I want people to open my emails. So I want them to think, oh, Becca's emails are helpful. I want to open them. I don't want to drive people crazy. And my last one is do have fun with your emails. And by that, I mean, feel free to send your email list stories and send them fun things and ideas. You can add gifts, gifs, 
whatever those are you can add photos you can put jokes in there you can i mean just anything have some fun and just make it lighthearted and enjoy it it should be fun if you're bored no one else is gonna want to read them so try to have a little bit of fun with it so that your audience will have fun with it too. And with that, feel free to let them into your life. Let them know what you've been doing this week. Let them know what's up so that they feel like you're more of a friend than a business. You do want to be a business, but you also want to be a friend. You know, when's the last time that Scholastic sent you an email and told you a story about their life? Probably not because Scholastic's not a person. Now, I would say try to make this relevant to whatever you're talking about but it could be whatever. I've had, you know, rants where I go off on what happened this week or I tell a funny story from this week, hopefully related to what we're talking about, but all of those things just let people know that I'm human and I'm going through the same thing they do. And they always send me back emails and those are the ones that I get the most comments on, the most replies on. People will say that they really appreciated it, that they enjoyed it and they liked it or it made them laugh. And those kind of things are just really, really helpful and what you want. All right, friends, I hope that this was helpful with all your do's and don'ts of email lists. This obviously is not everything and we're gonna continue the email list series going forward. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss the next one. You can also sign up for my email list down below, which again, they're the first ones to know because I send them an email when we have a new video. I also let them know other helpful things and tips and tricks and stuff that the rest of you don't get. So make sure you sign up for that down below and I will see you guys next time. Thanks so much for watching and have a wonderful, wonderful week. I think my dog just like fell over. Well, she's walking, she must be okay. Mm -hmm.